Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Wherever and whenever you are in the world, thanks for tuning in and listening to the Scottish Field Podcast, released on Wednesday the 20th of October 2021. Thanks for joining us today. My name's Kenny Smith and I'm the web editor of Scottish Field and over the next 25 minutes or so we're going to be chatting about our latest edition, still available in shops, and meeting the hosts of BBC Scotland's Roaming in the Wild, Andrew O'Donnell and Mark Taylor. Our November issue is currently in shops, as I said, as every month Scottish Field brings you the best of all things Scottish, heritage and interiors, antiques, gardens, wildlife, motoring, whisky and country news as well as interviews with famous Scots. The current edition is as packed as ever, and ahead of the United Nations Climate Change Conference in Glasgow in November, COP26, Scottish Field is going green as we look at the issues affecting Scotland today. We travel all over the country this month as we look at what Scots are doing to battle the danger of climate change across the land in various forms. This month, Aberdeenshire-based Martin Benny tells of the meditative qualities of landscape photography. We look at 12 of the most forward-thinking enterprises tackling the climate crisis head-on, while Allerdale's zero-waste aquaponic gardens is proof that ecology and entrepreneurialism can work hand-in-hand. Now try saying that after a couple of whiskies. We speak with visionary artist John Lowry Morrison, known as Jolomo, who brings joy through his vivid paintings of Bonnie Scotland. In whisky, the results of the Scottish Field Readers' Whisky Challenge are in, and this year's top tipples are revealed as voted for by our panel of readers. In our Credo column, STV News reporter John Mackay shares stories of on-air mishaps, then cooks up a storm in the kitchen, as well as talking about his latest novel. In our regular columns, actions speak louder than words as far as Guy Grieve is concerned, and he is far from impressed by the Green Party. A cooking course sparks a bout of nostalgia for Alexander McCall Smith. In wildlife, Cal Flynn finds that despite their success in the River Clyde, Scotland salmon are not out of the danger zone just yet. And judging a dog contest is no easy task, but Fiona Armstrong selects A-star students from the Canine Army. All this and much, much more is in the latest Scottish Field with 164 packed pages priced £4.75. To find out more on how to order or subscribe, just visit www.scottishfield.co.uk forward slash subscriptions. Joining us as our special guest today are wildlife filmmaker Andrew O'Donnell and his colleague Mark Taylor, whose TV adventures in the wilds of Scotland are currently on our screens each Wednesday at 8pm on BBC Scotland. A first series of Roaming in the Wild grew out of short online pieces Andrew made for BBC Scotland's the Social. The first three-part series featured Andrew and Mark's travels across Rannoch Moor, Loch Aber, and across the north of Scotland from John O'Groats to Cape Wrath. For the second series, the run has doubled and the two friends are taking an amble across the country, camping and walking and canoeing, but all at a leisurely pace. Their travels in this new series include The Borders, Ascent, Cairngorms, Loch Shiel and Loch Ness, and they began their first episode with a bit more of an urban foray down the River Kelvin to Glasgow. So, let's hear from the pair now, and I can warn you, they are very, very cheeky. Well, I am Mark Taylor. I carry bags on the show Roaming in the Wild. Uh, I'm also the talent, the face, and uh, banter king extraordinaire. (laughs) 
sums me up. That sums me up. And I am Andrew. I don't know what the official title is, but was a director, director, cameraman, music, jack of jack of all trades, really. I'm in charge of this series, Roaming in the Wild. How did Roaming in the Wild first come about? Hey, well, initially, I was working with BBC The Social for a couple of years doing online content. And there was a bit of kind of basically, there was a bit of kind of spare finance going around, and uh, some of the kind of producers were putting out ideas, saying if anyone wanted to do a pitch, and he got the idea to just go down the River Forth for a few days and kind of document it and make a little film. And they seemed to like it, and that was how the first series really came around. Well, that's the pigs. We see pigs in that first pilot episode, so. The cuteness of the pigs gave us a <laughs> gave us an actual TV show out of it. Everyone likes baby piglets. It all it all worked out. Yeah, we got lucky. That was basically how we got the show. We got lucky. <laughs> I'd assume that you both had a lifelong interest in wildlife and all its forms, and not just pigs. <laughs> oh, yeah. cute piglets. Yeah. Well, Andrew Andrew's a wildlife filmmaker and camera operator by trade. But growing up, we'd live sort of in the countryside, more yeah. or less. And uh, so I've always had an interest in the outdoors. Certainly, certainly you've always driven yeah. the, the wildlife side of things. Um, yeah, I think, I think that's where it kind of started, like getting into canoeing and things like that. It's kind of means to an end of you know, you're having to go to certain places and you are camping out, but it's for, for a kind of different reason. You're out there to kind of spend time with your subject and stuff. And that's how, I suppose, Mark and me started going out as well. You, it's basically a day out. Mark likes to tag along and help <laughs> out. And a couple of days trip away with the paper fuel. Yeah, that's it. So, yeah, it was always it was always the the adventures were trying to get to the subject matter. So we were trying to film, and yeah, we'd be I don't know hiking, canoeing, sailing, whatever it might be to, to film that. Yeah, and gotta love gotta love the outdoor world. Better than better than an office for mm-hmm. sure. Absolutely. And that's something we've seen quite a lot of in recent times. The almost like sort of like the road movie with pals going out and about and doing their trips, like we had Ewan McGregor and Charlie Boorman doing their ones several years back. And I suppose that's something that people quite enjoy is the fact that you can see here's a pair of mates and they're having a laugh along the way. The the trips that we do, they're not they're not trying to be sort of elitist in any way. It's it's supposed to show that it's open to everybody and You've got a companion, you've got a pal to go along. That makes uh, the long nights or the cold weather or the, the rainy, wet, damp tent a little bit easier to endure. Someone to take the ticks off. <laughs> and then someone to check and take the ticks off. Yeah, that's uh, that's a necessity. But yeah, it's it's it shouldn't be it shouldn't be an exclusive thing, you know. I mean the, the appreciation for a wee trip away or a getting out into the hills or into nature and stuff like that. It shouldn't be. It's, not everything has to be so extreme and the the, the the tallest peak or whatever it might be. So We're a bit more chilled out. Very chilled out. You're not going to get sponsored by any energy drinks anytime soon, I don't think. <laughs> maybe, like some, maybe some tea companies or something. Yeah. Cup of Scottish blend. We'll be the face <laughs> of Scottish. <laughs> well, I'm glad that you've had the insect encounters. At least that's something you can tick off your list. Hey! Yeah, yeah. I'll um, I'll I'll be going in ten minutes. Anyway, uh, (laughs) tell us a wee bit about where you have been uh, shooting this series. 
Been here, there, and everywhere. So we kind of tried to like cover all the habitats, I suppose. Mm. We've been in the coast, been on the west coast. Everyone likes the west coast, don't they? We're down in the Baldles, which was sort of new territory for us, which was actually surprisingly we were quite impressed with it. I hadn't spent a lot of time down there, but we actually enjoyed that. And I think that's the next episode that's on. Cairn Gorms. Yeah, we're up in uh, Ascent. So we tried to, yeah. We, it wasn't so much the locations it was, it's more terrain and territory than um than specific locations. We're quite quite keen on not keeping on not vague, keeping it vague because the the point of the, the show or the point of the journeys that we try and take isn't necessarily go visit or go do this specific route, go do visit this specific peak, something like that. It's more the, the vibe of, of it. So, yeah, we, we've tried to cover a variety of the country um, and we're quite keen on, well, suggested is to try and focus a little bit on the borders. I think that was more surprising. I mean, Cairngorms, for instance, we do an episode in the Cairngorms in the depths of winter and it was freezing, but you're always going to get the epic shots in that. It was, it was, you know, you know what to expect. It was going to be beautiful and it was, and it was absolutely stunning, don't get me wrong. But I suppose the most surprising we were uh, we were thinking about going down to the borders. We don't know the area. We didn't think of it. Nothing was standing out to us in terms of like this is a, a point of interest as such. But we were out in the Moffat Hills and and hiking through there. And it's just as grand as anywhere else we'd been. And sort of paddleboarding down the river and right to the border. And we got stopped on the border. You know? Border police. Border police there. They are. We're not allowed to cross over. <laughs> to the dark side. <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah so so we, we yeah we've we've covered we've covered uh, the length and breadth as much yeah. as we can yeah i suppose given the past 18 months that we've all been through this must have been something that was really pleasing for you to be able to get out to, and in, into the great outdoors again after being stuck inside for so long yeah but well things did like things totally shut down for a few months obviously even even with us even though we're working together and things. It was just like it didn't seem appropriate to carry on filming and having a good time at certain points when everyone's having a pretty rubbish time. But eventually in the weekend I got the kind of green light a bit earlier than most folk could to go and do that kind of thing. And it was it was it was nice. But we would worked through it all anyway. We'd started working on a kind of wildlife project at the very start of lockdown just to keep something going because yeah the money stops coming in and there's nothing to do. So I that was good, didn't it? We... No, no. When once, yeah, we, we experienced the certainly the, the beginning stages. Like everyone, it was this this novel experience, and it was shut away at the same time. So once you were allowed back out again, of course, you had this this release and yeah. relief that you you imagine experience. But even within the episodes, you know, we try and stay responsible. You know, we, we we've you know we've got. It's the times that we're living in, so it was nice that we can still we're still able to to get out and about. And well, like I said, we've been down a local river and yeah. roundabout. We stay outside. We're lucky in the sense that we're we stay in the countryside or or something got access to the countryside. Um, I think the one of the biggest takeaways once we started getting back out again is a, a renewed appreciation because you were hearing stories, you know, families that are stuck in. in towns and the cities and and don't have access didn't have access so 
think that was where the feedback was coming from, and certainly from the yeah. first series when it was getting replayed through the lockdown, that people were sort of living, I don't know, vicariously, is that right, the right phrase, through the episodes, you know, they can sort of, uh, yeah, sort of uh, been able to, 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 to experience the outdoors without being outdoors and maybe maybe inspire and once things uh, open up again. So fingers crossed, hopefully. Hopefully that's it. As long as you take your letter home, that's the main thing. There's a bit of an influx with folk going out after it as well. Because we, we were, uh, we got a contract doing some work up in Inverness, so that was kind of right in the heart of it. And we were working with a Japanese production company for a wildlife documentary. And we had like slips to say we can go out. I've kind of considered somehow like key workers and things so you can carry on working. But we were going up like the A9 and things like that and not passing a car. Like it was bizarre. Lock Omond as well. Yeah, like the zombie right. pops when it was coming. <laughs> it was mental. But then, then, then soon as like the green light, everyone was out. It was nuts. It was the polar opposite. Yeah. It's as if nobody can carry the letter home past a lay-by. You can't, can't keep it in your car longer than, you know, half an hour to get back to your house, you know? Everyone was just dumping in it. That's the most frustrating thing, you know. Well, um, yeah, we won't get into too much of a rant, I suppose. <laughs> Point <laughs> made. Yeah, yeah. I suppose you mentioned the the fact that you suffered the extreme cold in December. What were the other big challenges that you came across during your shoot? Uh, skiing. <laughs> well, that, it was an intro, That was a good one because. We had, did have a good winter in marks, very new to skiing, the world of downhill skiing. <laughs> so we had to like, well, I live in kind of south of Stirling, next to somehow, I won't say where they are. But we, we actually, it was just, the way it happened, we actually had like local snow, so we could go ski to and like just walking from the house. We managed to get like two weeks of sort of training in for mm-hmm. Although, cause we could go to, like, say, Glen Shee or something and practice going up and down, so we had to kind of just do it round about here. And that was actually quite fun itself. It was, like... oh, it was a long experience. You had to learn quickly. Um, so, I, yeah, well, I've, I've survived. I think I think the other challenges, though, in general, I mean, that was quite a specific for a specific episode and we were really intense, but you're exposed to the elements. So, and you know what it's like, you know, the weather might look nice to start with, you know, five minutes later and the rain sets in and it's wet and it's trying to keep camera gear dry and, and setting up shots where even though it's just soaked through to the bone and you can't be bothered and it's freezing cold at night. and Look, he's you know, a moaner, isn't he? Aye, but, well, those are, <laughs> but, well, but those are the general challenges that, that you, you sort of come across anyway, so... As well as just the you know the camp and things like that. you you know you've got to remember to actually film the, these bits you know so sometimes nice. sometimes you, you forget that we're on the because these are the things we would do anyway the trips and the trip hasn't nothing sort of set up so we're filming we're trying to just document how how the journey goes so sometimes you'll experience something or you know something will crop up or and then you've kind of got to switch back in and remember yeah. oh we're actually filming a show here we need to film this you know rather than just experiencing or just you know talking about it amongst ourselves we actually have to film that so but certainly the eye the weather <laughs> weather's always going to be your biggest challenge if you're going to be spending time out there soggy tents soggy tents i and wet shoes i'd imagine you've seen quite a lot of wildlife in particular did you both have any particular things that you saw that were highlights 
various things in different places, like Tarmigan and the Cairngorms and bits and bobs. And the Badger up in Assen, that was a surprise. Because we were, we, were, we were hiking through, we were quite high up at that point, weren't we? Right. We were starting to, yeah, starting on the ascent, and, and we just, I mean, Badger out during the day, and he was just walking around. <laughs> no mature woodland, really. No, it wasn't, so it was, right. that, that was a, yeah, that, that stunned us. As, and then we were filming some Kestrels, weren't it? Um, in the Moffat Hills. You saw that the managed to watch it was snorkeling for wildlife, probably yeah. on the west coast, and that was amazing. Like just picked a very small little cove and spent hours in there, and like the variety of stuff there is unbelievable, really beautiful. Yeah, it's, it's small stuff. There's nothing like big and charismatic, but it's part of the crabs. Part of the crabs. <laughs> the crabs were huge, but. Yeah, I mean that's that's a <laughs> that was a different. I mean the underwater that's 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 like a, a an alien world. So we were spent. Uh, we ended up spending a couple of days just snorkeling and seeing what was under there. And it's crystal clear waters, mm-hmm. wasn't it? So we were we extended uh, a holiday, an extended holiday. Yeah. Yeah. The trip, I mean, work. <laughs> that sounds like great fun. And a lot of people go for outdoor retreats to try and discover themselves. So, did you guys discover anything about yourselves when you were away? I like discovered. It's tricky to say. If you're out that much, I suppose. Yeah, these trips aren't new to us. Does that, does that make sense? And it's not like we're. It's not like we're extreme survivalists or anything like that. So we and we never put ourselves into any you know, uh, particular danger or anything yeah. really. I suppose we can we can spend a lot of time together. We're, we're quite tolerant of each other's quirks, <laughs> nuances. <laughs> I can just about. I learned that I can just about sleep through his snoring. I think I can just about survive on two hours sleep with Andrew snoring next to me. So I can survive on a couple hours sleep. There you go. Well, that's well, a silent <laughs> sleeper yourself. <laughs> that's, that's after a bottle of whiskey. You know? <laughs> well, that's you got an excuse at least. <laughs> <laughs> so what were your personal highlights from, from the overall trips? There must have been some things that you thought you would never do that you were able to, particularly when obviously been locked down, to be able to get out and yeah. see, do something completely new that you never thought would be something you would ever do in your lifetime. Rafting down the Kelvin was not somewhere I expected to be in my life. But, <laughs> but that was great. That was actually one of the, I think, my favourite trips. Just going down the Kelvin, the light was amazing. It was winter. It was kind of quiet and the river was up. And I was just beautiful. And it's like, it's not a big trip. It's not particularly long, but and it's also a very kind of urban environment. But it's equally as beautiful. And I think that's probably... What majority of people are going to find more relevant? Yeah, I, I mean, each each episode, we try and we try and find different methods to traverse and, and cross the country, and, and and that's a new experience. So most of the, the times, we I mean we 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 fairly competent at kayaking. We've tried that a lot, but we hadn't done. I hadn't <laughs> fairly. I say fairly, like just about. But yeah, like. Highlights like I'd never skied really before. Uh, we hadn't really tried paddle boarding, you know. So, so by 
in each of the episodes, we always try and add that element in and sort of a new method of, of getting across and it's for our own enjoyment as much as anything. Yeah, it keeps it um, interesting. So I, I, I mean, love the scheme. I mean, uh, I think... You're a moon skier as well. Yeah, oh, I, I think... Carving that snow up like butter. <laughs> Yeah, I'll be I'll be back on the hitting the slopes again this winter. Well, hopefully it's another good winter. Yeah, fingers crossed. Um the paddle boarding was nice, isn't it? That's something that's became quite popular with the kids recently, isn't it? Stand up <laughs> paddle boarding. Uh, so we're hitting that uh, you've you done a bit more standing up than I did. I, I couldn't really stand up on them that well. Ah, well that's because I've got the, the agility and the balance of an Olympic gymnast, you know. <laughs> A graceful man. <laughs> oh dear. I think disgraceful from the way you're talking today, guys. <laughs> um, <laughs> you mentioned that uh, people enjoyed the shows, they found that they were able to live vicariously, as you said. So what was what was the biggest feedback you got in series one in terms of positive feedback, of course, that people did most enjoyed? I think one of the one of the nicest things that I'd kind of read was a woman contact me just saying like like the show guys it was kind of chilled out and everyone says oh it's like deliberately really slow paced and I don't know I haven't really thought about it but she was saying that um one of her kids had like asked for a kayak that Christmas because they'd watched the show and like you can have one little impact that's kind of a nice one and that's enough for me that's always that's justified doing it if it's, if it's going to have that sort of impact and folk and that's another person who cares about rivals and is going to care about the health and litter so a lot of people are saying these days, oh, do any folk outside and that, but I think the more folk that care about it, the better. And I don't know if that's encouraged one little person to get involved. Happy yeah. days, job done. I like that we sold a few CDs off the back of it. <laughs> <laughs> people see me like the music, that was good feedback. Max here for the royalties. <laughs> that's not true. <laughs> well, I mean, but I can see it. <laughs> So you've been uh, all over Scotland so far. So is there anywhere you still fancy going? Could perhaps for a third run? Jamaica. Yeah, we want to branch out. <laughs> we want we want a tan. <laughs> Those cocktails with fruit and stuff. That'd be nice. That'd be nice. Yeah, if we can, we can we try and find some Scottish links to to some Caribbean island. Ah, shoehorn in some uh, tropical holidays. I'd love to. I'd love to do a bit more of the islands. I think and. Possibly as far like up to Shetland stuff. I've never really been. We can try and tie in with some whale. I was going to say yeah. whale hunting. That's not what I mean. We can try and catch <laughs> yeah. some walkers. So I've never, I've, I've never been as far as there. So that, that's always held a little um, sense of mystery for me. And Ooh, uh, mystique, I like that yeah. mystique. It was a mystique because island life is its own. You know, we can see a. From Scotland or visit the Highlands and every community has got its own quirks and nuances but like if you're you know from the islands it's a different thing altogether and love to to maybe yeah. spend a bit more time yeah we've been around the, the sort of some of the west coast island mall and the rest but like uh yeah I think I think right up the top and we'd like to experience ah, the sky's the level so many places like I think that's a good thing when you notice about doing this is kind of think, oh I've been kind of here there and everywhere but it's not the places that you travel past in between going from one mm. place to another like, oh, I've never spent time here I need to come back and oh, you think Scotland's a small country but there's a lot of wee bits there to explore well you mentioned that a moment ago I mean going down the, the River Kelvin through the city through Glasgow we know Glasgow that's that's a so from say we're going nights and stuff, but 
we had this new appreciation we're going down seeing it from a different angle and a different perspective so you could have ideas of yeah I'd love to tick this off I'd love to go and see xyz this location but sometimes some of the nicest places are right under your nose you don't realize so it's um yeah I think mm. I think just just experience, experience it all it's uh there's no one particular location Mark and Andrew thank you so much and carry on roaming in the wild well, thank you thank very you. much thanks for your time thank you you can catch up on Roaming in the Wild on BBC iPlayer or catch the latest episode on BBC Scotland at 8pm on Wednesdays. You can follow Scottish Field on our social media. You can find us on Twitter at www.twitter.com forward slash Scottish Field. We have a Facebook page at www.facebook.com forward slash Scottish Field. Or you can see our Instagram page at www.instagram.com forward slash scottishfieldmag that's M-A-G at the end and of course you can pop by our website www.scottishfield.co.uk which contains unique content that you won't find in the print magazine as well as links to purchase the magazine online in physical and digital formats that's all we've got time for in this episode and we'll be back next week with an insight into how a healthy chocolate came to Scotland and more Be seeing you.